This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential and, of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast and I'm looking forward to today's conversation because the other week I did a survey on Instagram and I shared a picture of my boyfriend and I from three years ago and then I realized that our seven year anniversary is happening this December and I really think that that's definitely a very significant thing because we've had quite a journey together and doing long distance and you know, going through university together and living in three different cities. And we were having a conversation one morning over breakfast and I asked him, you know, what do you think has allowed us to be successful in being able to get through all of that and being together this long? And so I decided to record a podcast episode on it because I had a conversation with him and we had a lot of the same views, which is just another example of why we've been able to continue growing our relationship over the last seven years. So I'm going to be sharing different concepts and ideas that we came up together over breakfast one morning. And I think that it's important for you to hear if this is something that you want to have a relationship that is long lasting and authentic and can, you know, make it through difficult times, then why not? So I want you to consider when you're listening to this, if you're experiencing your thought pattern to be like, I already know all of this, this is obvious, then I would like to invite you just to be curious. If you're in a position right now where you feel like your relationship is not how you want it to be or where you want it to be, or maybe you're not attracting your ideal partner, then there's this is just an opportunity for you to really look at how you're showing up and if you're implementing the things that I'm sharing with you because I'm sure there's more that people could contribute there's things that people will disagree with but I'm just sharing my experience and if it can help you then of course I'm gonna record a podcast episode on it because that's what this channel's for first thing that my boyfriend and I came up with well he brought this up so this was probably something that was most important to him was what we decided to call the evolution of partners. And what I mean by that is having the ability to grow with one another in the sense that one person isn't just sacrificing everything for the other because really that is inauthentic. And I think this was definitely challenging over the last seven years because we were obviously in university together and then we did long distance and being in different countries and different cities, that was very taxing. Because especially coming out of university and trying to figure out, you know, what the hell I'm doing with my own life and for him as well, that can put a lot of pressure on the relationship. And so the other important aspect of this was just being able to respect that we were growing at our own paces and that when things were feeling stagnant, like that's when there was a lot of conflict. And so being able to grow and move and flow together has obviously allowed us to evolve individually, but also 
together. And the other thing that really got us through evolving in the last seven years was communication. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit. And also having and sharing a similar end vision and goal. And I think that's really important because, for example, when we were doing long distance and I was in China, I went four and a half months without seeing my boyfriend and then we saw each other for a week and then we went six months without seeing each other and living in China was tough because you think oh modern day technology just video call and text message and Facebook and Instagram and whatever but China has very strict laws and they have all social media platforms that are not Chinese completely blocked. So if I wanted to use Skype or I wanted to do FaceTime or anything like that, I needed to have a VPN, which is a virtual private network. And I had to turn that on and then the internet connection wasn't that great. So it was it was really challenging. And what got us through that was having an end goal. Like I knew the short term goal was I knew that in the next year I was moving to Toronto, which is where he was. And we had this vision together of what we were going to create. And that was something that I could hold on to even though we weren't physically together for, I guess, 10 and a half months. So that is something that's really critical. And I think it can be really tough. And I've seen, you know, my friends and colleagues who have ended relationships with people because it there just wasn't an end date. Maybe they were doing long distance. Maybe they were both on different paths. And it's just the paths were not crossing in the future. And so what are you holding on to at that point? So that's a really important thing is having an end goal and being connected and present to that because that is the thing that will pull you through the trenches when you're going through them. The next thing we were talking about was about how opposites attract and they can also complement each other's weaknesses. So for example, my boyfriend and I, we have quite a few opposites. We have things in common in terms of like health and fitness and other things like obviously loving our cats and whatnot. But there's things that are very different between us, like our interest in sports. Like he loves hockey, I play rugby, and he's really into yoga, and I'm not crazy about yoga. And then there's other things like, you know, he's really passionate about finance, and I'm really passionate about personal development. And there's certain ways that I communicate that I can help him communicate better and there's other skills and things that we complement each other and so I think that this is a really important thing because what this will come down to is your perspective of your partner's weaknesses and vice versa and what I mean by that is that each other's weaknesses and strengths are essentially an opportunity for you to either shine or strengthen your partner and vice versa so being able to see, you know, being opposites and having differences as an opportunity to leverage each other and complement each other, that makes a huge difference. And that also helps distinguish different roles within the relationship where rather than, you know, the relationship being about each other, you're actually contributing to something beyond you and them. And it's and what I mean by the thing beyond you and them is your life. And being able to leverage, you know, the strengths and weaknesses and what you need and what you don't need in the relationship, that is what creates your life together. So this was something that we were 
that we were talking about, and I thought that it's really important because sometimes it, it seems easier to just be with someone who's exactly the same, but then there's just no diversity. There's no challenges, there's no opportunities to grow, and I think that that would cause stagnancy, which is obviously not what we're here to talk about today. The other thing that we talked about was being more than a significant other so what I mean by that is seeing each other like as a friend like as a confidant as a mentor and being able to wear different hats and situations rather than just being a girlfriend or boyfriend and I think that that's been really great because then it's it just keeps things interesting where you know say if we're hanging out and we're doing a new activity and there we feel like friends or you know you have a romantic evening then it's like yes we're we're boyfriend girl we're boyfriend and girlfriend and I think that that keeps things dynamic and again just keeps things interesting because after a while when the same thing happens over and over again it it gets pretty boring right the next thing that I brought up that I thought was really important because this was something that I had to develop personally and that was being able to have alone time and be good and okay and happy with being by yourself and I think some people just in general they always feel like they need to be around people and then there's some people who love being alone and some people who love both and it's it's there's nothing wrong with any of that but I think that having alone time or doing things on your own means that you know you get to nurture the different passions that you have in your life and I think one thing that I really learned when I was living in China was I was living alone in my own apartment and I lived in an apartment building with my friends and my colleagues that I worked with but that really allowed me to just do the things that I wanted to do without having to worry about pleasing anyone else and I don't mean I don't mean to say that to sound selfish I just mean I got to read books like I got to to sleep in or take my time or if I felt like leaving a mess I could leave it or You know, for example, when I was talking about the last thing of having, you know, being opposites and having different interests, like, I love going to rugby or going to a CrossFit class and my boyfriend will enjoy going to hockey or, you know, going out and doing a yoga class and and that. And I'm obviously using sports specifically as an example, but there's also things we enjoy doing together, which is like going to the gym or we'll go and hike the grouse grind in North Vancouver and... I think having those different things allows you to have space so that you can be with yourself, you can be connected with yourself because the reality is when we can have the time and space to be connected with ourselves, then we get to know ourselves better and we know what we want, we know what we need and then you can, you know, we can bring that back to the relationship and be able to communicate the needs and desires. And so this is this is really important because obviously I remember when we first started dating and it was like we just were constantly together and and then all of a sudden you become the same person and then you just it's really easy to just lose yourself in that person and I definitely did that at one point. But I think it's important to be yourself and have your own love and passion because that's that's what allows you to be a contribution in relationships. The next topic that I'm diving into here is one that I brought up and I think I brought this up because just the nature of my job with mindset coaching is communication and I think that I honestly think that believe with my whole heart that communication can solve anything being honest having integrity and having boundaries like all of that ties into communication but 
I think that what happens in relationships, like say if you think of a couple that you know that didn't make it, and when you talk to them, they each have their own story of what happened. And they may have nasty things to say about each other, and the reality is, like, who's right? And sometimes one person might say something and the other person disagrees or vice versa. And it's literally because they're not having the same communication. And there's a miscommunication. Miscommunication causes mismatches. Mismatches is an example of disconnection. So communication has been a forever evolving aspect of our relationship. And even with me as a person and... I remember back in the day when it came to communication, if there was something I wanted or needed or if I had boundaries, I would hold back and I wouldn't communicate because I would be afraid of, you know, pissing him off or letting him down or it doesn't even have to be in this relationship. It can just be, you know, in other relationships and friendships as well. Is that a lack of communication is like a lack of creation and communicating effectively and with intention and communication... Like using communication to create opportunity rather than just using it to voice opinions. I think communication and language, like that creates our world. And what we think and say about each other and ourselves, that is how we show up. So when we consider all of that and we really are committed to communicating properly and politely and respectfully with one another... That has allowed us to get through, you know, the fights or disagreements or arguments or communicate through important decisions that we have to make in life. I think it's so critical and just sitting down and getting on the same page and communicating with each other and listening. That's another thing. And it's funny, I didn't write listening down, but now that I'm speaking, I realize that listening is so important. And I can definitely say, you know, there's been times where in life, not even just in in my relationship, where we're so adamant about getting our communication across that we don't listen. But what is communication without listening? Like, it's nothing. It has to be heard. And so that's another thing with communication in our relationship is that there's been times where no matter how triggered or pissed off we are with each other, it's like to sit and listen and get the perspective of the other person has been one of the most powerful things in communication that I've discovered. And so I can't stress this enough. And with communication, you know, being open and and honest and being vulnerable about, you know, my needs and his needs and being intentional with having integrity. And integrity is... Honoring your word, and what I mean by that is that if you say you're going to do something, you go and you do it. And if you don't do it, you take responsibility for that and you make a new commitment. And I think that this is something that can really fuel and destroy relationships where what happens is, say you are in a relationship with a partner and they said they're going to do something and they don't do it. And then you don't communicate, you don't say anything. But then what happens is your brain has suddenly used that situation as evidence. And then, you know, there might be a couple more times that your partner doesn't do what they say they're going to do. And then you continue to gather evidence and you don't say anything. And then all of a sudden you have a fight and then you bring up all the things and all the times that they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And that's the moment you decide to communicate is in the middle of a hot-headed argument. And then what happens? 
no one's listening, nothing gets solved. And then, quite frankly, the other person who initially might have not done what they said they were going to do, they're just left in a disempowered state where you're angry at them and nothing was communicated with integrity. So I hope that that conceptual example resonates with you. But communicating early is another really important thing as well and not waiting to have a legitimate conversation in the middle of an argument because the chances of hearing or listening to each other are so slim compared to being relaxed and just in a, in a neutral state. So I think that's really important. So I really just want to like hone in on that. And uh, the next thing that I think is really important is finding your own happiness and your own confidence. That's something else I'm going to add in there too, is it's not up to the other person to give you confidence or to give you happiness. And if you think about it, if you're in a relationship with someone and you're completely given over that power to them, like you're going to make me happy and you're going to give me confidence and you're going to be the reason why I love my body and I think that I'm, I'm a successful, good person in life, you're giving away your power and that's not the other person's responsibility. And as, as, I, as I was mentioning earlier, as you evolve in a relationship and you evolve individually, you are contributing to your relationship and to your life. If if we're just expecting the other person to make us happy or to fulfill this void that we have within us, then you're not doing your part of the job. You're not showing up for yourself. And how can you be a contribution if your cup is empty? And I think this is something that I discovered looking back at myself when I met my boyfriend at 22 and compared to now being 29, I can just see then obviously being young and fresh in university that I was lacking confidence and I definitely was expecting to be fulfilled in my relationship to be a more confident person. But then what I realized is that I had to cultivate that within and especially in the last few years of really getting into personal development, I've learned the mindset that is required to be a confident person and you know it really comes from instead of seeking external validation from your partner or whoever you're having a relationship with is looking within it and acknowledging myself for who I am and what I've done and I've actually done another podcast episode on this called 30 days acknowledgement experiment and it's so powerful it's literally three minutes so you should go and listen to this after you listen to this uh this episode because it's definitely that is something that being able to acknowledge myself and own my own greatness and I'm really saying this from a place of authenticity not arrogance that has allowed me to contribute more to the relationship because I've strengthened my strengths and brought that to the table and I'm I'm telling you it's literally the most gratifying experience to be able to do that So take ownership of your own happiness and stop looking outside yourself for validation or for evidence to justify why you should be happy or why you shouldn't be happy or why you you think you're good enough but you're not good enough. That's just a load of crap. And that all comes down to self-limiting beliefs and ego and whatnot. And that's, that's a whole other podcast. And if you look through my channel, you will definitely find episodes on that. So I'm not gonna dive into that here. The last thing that I really wanted to talk about on this episode is the concept of, and this is probably one of the biggest things for me in relationships, is forgiveness. 
And that is essentially letting go of the things that are not important. And it really takes being vulnerable. It takes being responsible. And you say you're going to let go of something, that's your commitment, right? And it takes being responsible to, to continue choosing to let go of the argument or the thing that pissed you off or the event that happened, whatever it is. Being open-minded and choosing to see things differently, this ties in with forgiveness as well. And I think the the best thing is really instead of trying to see things from your point of view in a conflict where forgiveness is needed, is being objective and looking at the situation outside of the relationship and seeing how that can help you be able to forgive what it, what it is that you need to forgive. And I've talked about forgiveness in several other podcast episodes, but in this instance, I would say the number one biggest thing when it comes to relationships, say when you're in conflict, something bad's happened, there's a disagreement, they didn't communicate, there's mistrust, whatever it is. When in conflict, the biggest relationship killer is choosing to be right over your commitment to the relationship. It's impossible to have both. So the biggest thing that has helped me cultivate this relationship that continues to grow and grow every year is with my boyfriend. When we get into a fight, there's a disagreement, something's not working in life, whatever it is, I always I always remember I have a choice. I can either choose to focus on the shit that's going on and being right about it, or I can choose our commitment and our end goal and what we're committed to creating together in a relationship. There's that choice is always there. And that's something that I don't think people take advantage of because in those moments where I choose, okay, this, this little, like, you know, the, the, the saying, pick your battles. Is this battle really worth my relationship? That's how I ask this question to myself. And I think that this is such a powerful thing to ask yourself. In those moments where things aren't going your way or or things are going sideways, whatever it is, ask yourself, am I being right right now? And if I am, is it worth my relationship? Because that's what it comes down to. I think that that's why a lot of people and their relationships and why things don't work out because being right sometimes is the biggest killer in any situation because it cuts off any other perspectives and any chance of possibility and it's just uh it it can be a real damaging mindset to have so with that being said these are all the little things that I cultivated with my boyfriend over our breakfast the other week and I decided that it was important to share this and I would love to hear if you have any thoughts or if something you had a realization or something was ignited within you. I'm here to answer any questions and you can find me on Instagram. I've got the notes for that in my show notes. And with that being said, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspires you to take a look at yourself and maybe what you feel is missing or lacking that you can work on so that you can either contribute to your relationship or contribute to yourself so that you can manifest a partner and create the relationships of your dream. So thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe, leave a review, like, comment. Thank you so much for being such a loyal listener. I really appreciate it. And 
will share it more with you in the next episode.